2023, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful year. How many believe that? And uh, it's amazing, isn't it, that at the start of every new year, there is a great sense of expectation, a great sense of excitement and anticipation. People right across the world come out with their New Year resolutions. Anybody made any New Year resolutions? No? Well, the world around us come out, people come out in force, and they nail their colors to the mast. They come out with all of their various New Year's resolutions, setting out their hopes and their dreams for this year of 2023. Some are setting new goals to eat differently and go on a diet. (laughs) Steve liked that one. Some are going to make promises that they're going to exercise more. I tried that one one year and failed miserably. I ended up in the sauna in the steam room every week. We've all made our resolutions at various times. Others are resolving in this next new year to simplify their lives and get more organized. And still others promise to change maybe lifelong habits that they've been battling with. The list of resolutions, if we were to try and go through them, are endless. Resolution after resolution is made in the human heart. Why? Because people just desiring a better life, desiring a greater experience of living. And that's why really we make them. Because there's something about a fresh new year that propels us to want to make changes, to step up and make better choices. Because we love the idea of leaving the old behind to embrace the new, to take on the fresh and the exciting that's in life. And that's why the world over, people love the idea behind making New Year's resolutions. Because somehow we really do believe, or people believe, that they offer a new way of living to set out in a new direction of life. But whilst people the world over make their resolutions in the hope of embracing a new life and going forward, very often, as we all know, we struggle to keep them. We manage maybe to walk out these new habits and these new resolutions for a few days, but only a small minority, statistically speaking, ever really resolve to fulfill the resolutions that they set out. So this morning, we're not going to talk about New Year's resolutions. We're going to talk about plans that prosper. Plans that prosper. Although, although I have made a New Year's resolution, and I'm going to fulfill it this morning, every Sunday morning, I am going to preach 
for five and a half hours through 2023. Listen, through 2022, I faithfully preached for an hour every Sunday morning, and John would tell me off. Who's over there working the computer? He probably turned the computer off after 30 minutes this morning if we don't get home for dinner. But I'm telling you, my resolution for 2023 is to only preach for five and a half hours every Sunday morning. I might do a short one this morning, two and a half hours, right? I'll let you off lightly. No, we're not going to. Maybe we won't do that. We'll empty the church. I'll be here on my own. But it's all right. I love the sound of my own voice. We're going to talk about plans that prosper this morning, plans that are set out in God's Word for our lives. And when we take up these plans and live them out in any new year, our lives prosper greatly. God wants each and every one of us in 2023 to fulfill the wonderful plan, the wonderful purpose that He has for our lives. And this morning, we're just going to look at some key points. We could pick up any point. I'm just going to give you three this morning. We're going to go through them. But we could go through any point in God's Word in relation to the plans that He has for our lives. And there are many. And take them up this morning and head out into 2023 with them. And as we hold them faithfully in our heart and walk them out and walk them through, our lives will prosper. I'm just going to give you three this morning that... It's going to help you set out on this course, on this new course in 2023. And as we implement these simple points and these simple plans into the bigger plans of our lives, I'm telling you, we will prosper because God's Word, God's Word is behind each point that we're going to make this morning. So, as a first point, if you want to plan that prospers in 2023, number one, plan to be generous. Plan to be generous. If we will make generosity a priority in all of our plans throughout 2023, we will live a prosperous life. How many want to live a prosperous life? How many want to prosper in your family, in your workplace, in in your life generally, wherever you are? You and I want a life that prospers in 2023. And if we plan to be generous, our plans will prosper, our lives will prosper, and everybody attached to us, around us, will prosper too as our life is given as a generous gift to others. Let's choose to be generous every single day as every opportunity arises. Let's use all of our means and everything that we are to be generous to others around us. Generosity can start with a smile. You did it this morning when you crossed through the seats to greet that person that maybe needed a word of encouragement. Generosity 
doesn't have to start with copious amounts of money being given. Generosity can start with a smile. Every morning, as you walk to work or travel in the car, as you enter that office space, it might be just a smile that somebody needs that you can generously give because Christ lives in you. Generosity can start with a smile. You might not have much to give financially, necessarily. That does not matter, my friend. When you wake up every morning in this world and you, you, you decide to get up with, with a spirit of generosity just to enrich other people around you, maybe with a smile, I'm telling you now, that can be the greatest gift, the richest gift given. Jesus said, even a cup of cold water given in my name will receive great reward. Even a cup of cold water. He doesn't require us necessarily to give away copious amounts of money. And if that is your gift, and if God has blessed you to do that, then that's wonderful. But what about the many of us that don't have copious amounts of money? You can give a smile. You can be a blessing. Plan to live generously in 2023, and your plan will prosper. You wait and see the lives that you are going to reach. You wait and see the people that you are going to bless. With the gift of your life given generously to them, you will be amazed at how God will use you. Let's plan to be generous through 2023. A kind word. Giving time to listen to somebody. Not to tell them necessarily about everything that's going great in your life, but just to sit down with somebody and listen to them. Word of encouragement to a friend or colleague in need that's going through a difficult time, that needs your support, your God's generous gift of life to them, maybe, over this year. Not just for one day or a week or a month. It could be that you're going to stand just by one person this year. One person you're going you're to encourage. And, and your encouragement is going to go into the soil of their heart and to the, the barren, dry ground of their life. But as your, your, your words fall like water and refresh them by the end of 2023 as a result of your generous gift of your life to them, you're going to see that the desert of their life is going to bloom and blossom and be fruitful. And all because you've planned to be generous with your life to them just through encouraging them, meeting up with them, spending time with them, taking them to your connect group, bringing them to the, the church, bringing them to a, to, a, to a meal at church or to the, to the other things that we have going through the week. Your commitment to be generous is going to make rich those who are poor. It's going to heal the hurting heart. 
going to release those who are in prison and captive within themselves. You're going to bring them out. They're going to be fruitful as a result of your gift of generosity. You'll be amazed. Just plan very simply to make this year a year of generosity. Get up every day and say, Lord, very simply, lead me today to be generous. I want to be generous with my life. I want to give it away in some way, whether it's through a smile, whether it's through an encouraging word, whether it's, whether it's through offering somebody out to lunch, take them for a coffee, give them a listening ear, whatever it might be, I am going to be generous this year with my life and I'm going to trust you to lead me to people whose lives have become like a desert, whose lives are arid and dry, who, who, who seem to be going in the wrong direction. My life is going is to be a blessing to them. I'm telling you, as we do that, as we do that, that plan will prosper. And you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at what God does with the opportunities that you take up faithfully that are presented to you. Proverbs 11 verses 24 to 25 gives us a wonderful description of a generous life. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Why? Because everybody just wants to be with a generous person. That's why. Everybody is attracted to people who are generous and the church of God, the people of God, the family of God should be the most generous people in all the world. Because Jesus Christ lives inside of us. And He's the one whose life is so generous and abundant in us. The world of the generous, Solomon says, gets larger and larger because everybody just wants to be where generous people are. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Nobody wants to be with a taker. Nobody wants to be with a, a stingy, selfish person. But I thank God, honestly, when you look around the room, you look around the people that are associated with this family, there's a heart of generosity in this house and there is not time to go into how the Lord trusts us as a church, but we will in the future. There's not time to go into how the Lord has trusted us and made, it, made our influence so large. Why? It's because of your spirit of generosity. That's why. It really is. Will the stingy get smaller and smaller? The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. You're going to bless other people through 2023. Your life is going to bless people through 2023 and you are going to be abundantly blessed to bless even more. You really are. You're going to find the help that you need just come from the most unusual places. Why? Because you have offered help when it's been required. Every single one of us want this larger life of generosity that's abundantly blessed. And we're going to walk in it in this 
in this year of 2023. Our lives are not going to dwindle away. Our lives are not going to get smaller and smaller and perish down. No, we're going to be fruitful because God has designed and purposed and planned for each of our lives to be fruitful, to be fulfilled, to be abundant, and to be generous. What a blessing it is to realize that your life, your life, is a gift that's to be given generously to others. That's one of the purpose, purposes and plans that God has for each one of us in our lives in Christ Jesus. To understand that our life is a gift to be generously given in the service and the help and the blessing of others. God's not designed, you see, our lives to be held back or conserved or saved up for a rainy day. God doesn't want you to save your life up for a rainy day because there might not be enough to go around. Oh, I've got to try and conserve my life. I've got to try and save it. I've got to try and hold it back for a rainy day because there might not be enough to go around. No, God has designed each and every one of our lives to be give, given lavishly to others, generously given as a gift of blessing. And that's what Solomon tells us here. When we plan to be generous with our lives, we find our greatest fulfillment. The stingy, the selfish think that holding back life and conserving life and trying to retain life and save it up is the way to go. But that world and that mentality just causes life to dwindle away and get smaller and smaller. But Solomon says, no, the answer is, being, is in being generous. The answer is not trying to retain life. The answer is in giving life out and letting it be a blessing. That's a life that will prosper. That's a life that will experience larger and larger dimensions as every day passes. Amen. Who wants to live a generous life in 2023? Amen. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, by the power of God's life inside us, we will. And it will prosper. It really, really will. In Greek mythology, there's a story that's told about a young man called Narcissus. He was a hunter. And as a young man, he was admired by all for his striking looks. He was a handsome young man. And Narcissus rejected all of the romantic offers that came to him because he was self-obsessed. Seeing this, the Greek gods banished him to an island that he couldn't leave. And they sentenced him to look at his own reflection in a pool of water on that island for the rest of his life. Well, at first, Narcissus thought that all of his dreams had come true because now he could look at his reflection, the reflection of himself in that pool, uninterrupted by anyone. But as the years went on and he looked continually at the reflection of himself in that pool, 
The mythology tells us that he drove himself to death and perished and went insane. His self-obsession led to his destruction. From that story about Narcissus comes the term narcissism or narcissistic, which psychologists refer to as a fixation or obsession with yourself, which always leads to very damaging negative behaviors. We didn't need Greek mythology to tell us that. Solomon told us that hundreds, if not thousands of years before that story was ever concocted. He talked about the stingy man. He talked about the selfish man and his world shrinking down and becoming smaller. Why? Because he's self-obsessed, trying to retain life and hold it back. The answer is not in being selfish or self-obsessed or trying to hold on to the little that you've got to save it up for a rainy day. The answer is living this generous, wonderful life of Christ that's abundant in every aspect of its living. One of the greatest dangers in our Western culture is self-obsession, without doubt. So much attention magnifies self. And it's literally destroying people. It's literally causing so much damage to people's souls because they don't understand that to be self-obsessed causes our life to dwindle away and become smaller and smaller. But the Bible, the Bible, God's Word, gives us the answer for the damage that self obsession brings, and it leads us out of that way. Paul, the apostle, just like Solomon, gives us direction and instruction that cures selfishness in, causing, in calling us to use our lives as a generous gift to others. Listen to what he says in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. Paul says this, verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. What a way to live. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. That's the way to live. Not to be self-obsessed, me, 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 mine, mine, mine. No. Consider others better than yourself. Let nothing be done out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But humbly consider those who are around you better than yourself. To do that is to have the mind of Christ. Listen how Jesus generously gave his life and how he decided to live his life as he conducted it through his time here on earth. He always served others above himself. In Mark chapter 10 verse 45, 
Jesus tells us why he came and how he chose to live. Verse 45, Jesus, Jesus saying, Jesus' words, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I tell you what a joy it is to read about Jesus. Read the four Gospels and look at how he fulfilled these very words that he spoke. He lived like no other person, full of generosity. If, the, if there's an example to follow, Jesus is the one to follow. We want to walk in his steps. We want to live like he lived. Those who had been cast off by others and rejected, Jesus valued and lifted up. Those that nobody would go near and who had been isolated like lepers, prostitutes, tax-collecting thieves and notorious sinners, Jesus reached out to and loved people just like you and me. Amen. He didn't just show up when there was a large crowd or an important spot to fill so he could be prominent and important and seen by everyone? No. On occasions, Jesus traveled miles and miles out of his way to reach and help one lonely person who everyone else had given up on, who everyone else had abandoned and forsaken. Jesus lived this life of generosity. And it didn't matter whether he was in a large crowd of people or whether he was out in the highways and byways searching for one lost sheep. He generously gave his life to anyone and everyone he met. That same Jesus lives in your heart and my heart. Paul said, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Christ Jesus lives in you and me. And the way he walked, the way he lived his life, he wants to live again his life through our lives in the world in which we live so that we can be a light that shines in people's darkness to help them, bless them, and bring them through. One of the greatest ways that we can express generosity in 2023 is by continuing to serve others, to share Jesus with them, whether it's our friends, our family, our colleagues at work, that we express that good news of the gospel, whether it's in our words or whether it's through our actions. Let's generously give to the world in which we live. The Apostle Paul, again, talks about how he did this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 through to verse 23, Paul says this, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from the law 
from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. As to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak, I've become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in the bless in its blessings. That's a man that has a plan to be generous with his life. Generous to everyone he met. Becoming all things to all people that by all means possible he might reach and win some for Christ. Let's be generous with this gospel. Good news in our words and in our actions through 2023. And when we do, we have a, pro- we have a plan. We really do. That will prosper. It really will. It will prosper under God's blessing, under the power of His Holy Spirit. Do you know, every year on the 27th of December, I ride with my mountain bike club in Pontypool. And uh, it's, it's a large group of riders of all different abilities. I mean, you've got some really top riders in there. Some, but, you know, all of these guys are my friends. And it's amazing how the Lord led me into this club. And, uh, you know, they take me in. They call me Die the Vic. That's my, that's my, that's my name. Die. Die the Vic. And, you know, on the 27th of December, every single year, they say to me at the beginning of the ride, Die, are you going to do a little service for us this year on the mountain? I never ask. You know, I don't want to presume. I'm there just to ride. But if I can be a blessing to these men, to pray for them and to tell them about God's love, I, I, I consider it to be an honor. Well, I, didn't, I turned up on the 27th of, of uh, December, last year now. And, um, you know, we were just there. And I didn't know whether I was going to do my, my little service, as they call it, this year. I don't say anything and nothing had been said. And... Throughout the years, when I've, when I've done this, and I've done it every year, I never know where the service is going to take place. They decide. So sometimes it can be in the middle of the woods, on a fire road, at the trailhead. And I've done it in the middle of a snowstorm. I've done it in the middle of pouring rain on a table in a car park. I've done it outside of Pontypool Park gates. And this year, I really didn't know where we were going to have the little service. And I didn't even know whether we were going to have a service at all. The day went, we rode together, nothing had been said. Well, I was just riding, enjoying myself, chatting with the boys. And then, the moment came, in the middle of the pub, praise God. (laughs) Right? In the middle of the pub. I'd I'd eaten my curry and chips. It was lovely. I had it all over myself. And uh, I was just about to get up to leave. And one of the boys, he's had, he'd had a few too many, if you know what I mean. He was wobbling and, and walking. And I said, boys, I'm about to go now. Just want to wish you Happy New Year. Oh, you can't go yet. What do you mean, Nick? As if I didn't know. What do you mean? We haven't had our service. 
I said, listen, I said, if you want, I'll give you double next year. No, no. We want our service. Fantastic, I said. So we had our little service, all of us there together, in the pub, everybody there, hallelujah, lifting the name of Jesus up. Do you know what? Do you know what? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't push my views. I didn't push my belief. They were calling for it. People are calling just to hear about God's generosity in Christ Jesus. People are calling to hear just about the good news. Just to hear in this dry, arid desert of a life. Just to hear that there's hope. Just to hear that God loves them. That we'll, He'll be with them. That He'll send them into a new year with His care and His protection. Jesus, uh, People just want to hear about Jesus that He'll... Love their families and bring them through. Listen, God will give you unusual opportunities to be a blessing, to be a generous gift to others in 2023. Amen? So in 2023, if you want to plan that prospers, plan to be generous. Now, secondly, if you want to plan that prospers in 2023, number two, plan to live a life of love. Plan to live a life of love. And here we're not talking about MTV soap opera kind of love. That people fall in out, fall in one day and fall out of another day. No, we're not talking about that kind of business. We're talking about the love of God that never fails. The love of God that's impartial, that's unconditional, working through our actions and our responses and our behaviors towards others. When we plan to live a life of love, we plan with a plan that will always prosper. Paul described this love, the love of God, that we can continually live in in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And in just a few verses, he sets out a clear picture of what love really is and how we can express it through our lives. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through to verse 8. Listen to what he says. Paul speaking, verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. Hallelujah. If you plan, if we plan to live a life of love in 2023, on the words of the Bible, we plan with, with a plan that will never fail because God's love cannot fail as it manifests and moves through us. All of us are going to face challenges in this new year ahead. 
circumstances that possibly will be bigger than we can cope with. Relational tensions, relational conflicts. It's nothing new. It happens in any given year. And it's going to crop up and it's going to happen in 2023. There's going to be relational tension. There's going to be relational conflict. Not in our church, I hope. But out there in the world, we're going to be challenged. We're going to feel conflict. We're going to come under, our life is going to come under various tensions. But His love, Christ's love in us, moving and manifesting through us, will bring healing, wholeness, and life in amidst all of the tensions that we face. Let's be willing in 2023 to suffer long with people. Be willing in 2023 to take a hit, to take a blow, an unfair blow, to receive a slap. Oh, this is a great new, new Year's message, isn't it? But this is real life Christianity. To receive a slap across the face and to offer the other side of your cheek. And when somebody asks you to go one way, go the extra mile and beyond what they've required or requested. Let's make 2023 a year where the love of Christ is expressed through our life like no other year so far where we are willing to suffer long to take a hit to receive a blow and to take it in the strength of that love that's inside us not in our own strength we can't do it just by resolving to live this way we can only do it by finding the Holy Spirit's power within us, enabling us to live this life of love. There'll be difficult times. There'll be challenging times. There'll be times where you will be treated unfairly. But make the choice in those times not to bring another down. Make the choice not to envy somebody when they're promoted above you. Rejoice for them. Go love's way. Do it Christ's way. And find his strength and joy in doing it. Resolve never to flaunt your strength or to use your strength as a status symbol when somebody else is vulnerable. Always make the choice to behave well and honorably looking out for the needs of others. This is what the life of love is all about. This is how it's unpacked practically in our lives, in our everyday life. Look out for the well-being of others. Plan to live a life of love, and the power of God you will find will enable you to do what you cannot naturally do in and of Yourself, it'll, na- it'll enable you in amidst tension, relational conflict, trials and challenges of many kinds. It will enable you to bear up, to bear up under all things. 
with grace and with his life. And you will never fail, as Paul rightly points out. You'll never fail. We will never fail when we operate in this love. And when we don't, listen, when we don't, just dust yourself off and say, Lord, thank you. When I'm not faithful, you are. Don't be too hard on yourself. Just get back up. Get running in the race. Maybe say a big sorry to the person you've offended. Or, you know, the, 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 the behavior and the attitude that you shouldn't have taken up. You might have to say sorry. Not a big deal, is it? But it is to some people. Sorry, sorry could actually solve a 40 or a 50-year problem of pain, hurt, and relational conflict in some instances. Just one word, forgive me. No, let's be big enough to do that when we fail and to get ourselves back in this love that Paul talks about. There's no other, there is no higher way to live than this. It's the greatest way. In 1 Corinthians 12, just before Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul says, I show you a more excellent way. If you want the most excellent way of life, this is it. He said in 1 Corinthians 12, right at the end of that chapter, I show you a more excellent way. And then he comes on in to 1 Corinthians 13 and he gives us this. The love of God that's unconditional, impartial, planted in our heart through the power of the Holy Spirit for it to manifest out of us and for us to live and move in. After 1 Corinthians 13, Paul continues to press the point home again about love and about us living in it and about us moving in it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, he says this, let all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do, all of your actions, all of your words, let them be done with love. Just imagine that. In 2023, everything we do being done in love. That's a plan that's going to prosper. When you plan to live a life of love to anyone and everyone you meet, to the best of your ability, through relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, you will prosper. And you'll find a new life blossoming in your life and being a blessing to others. So firstly, let's plan to be generous Secondly, let's plan to live a life of love. And thirdly, finally, if you want a plan that prospers in 2023, let's plan to remain planted in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's plan to remain planted in the Lord's house. Listen to David's words in Psalm 92 about those who are planted in God's house. Psalm 92, 
verses 13 to 14, David says this, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Isn't that a great picture? David's talking about you. He's talking about your life. It's a picture and a description and a promise about your life. As you plan to remain planted in the house of the Lord, 2023 is going to be a year where you flourish. 2023 is going to be a year where you prosper. It's going to be a year where you're fruitful in ways that you've not known. And I can say that with assurance on the guarantee of God's Word. That's what happens to people that plan to remain planted in the house of the Lord. They just flourish in the courts of our God. They're fruitful. Their lives grow because they're placed and positioned with purpose. God's purpose. See, you've not planted yourself here. Have you ever, have you ever thought of a plant planting itself? Oh, it's ridiculous. Plants don't plant themselves. Plants need a gardener, a caretaker, to tenderly take them from that seedling stage and plant them in good soil. It takes the hand of another to come with purpose and to divinely place them where they need to be. And as that plant is planted, though it might be a seedling, in the soil of God's house, it grows. In the soil of God's house, it flourishes. In the soil of God's house, it, it, it becomes everything that God has designed it to be, and it fulfills His purpose. What a blessing it is to look around and to see all of our lives together. We're all different. We're all uniquely chosen by God, but there is not one more important than another. Why? Because the hand of the Lord has taken your life as it's taken my life, and it has planted it and placed it into this house. This house doesn't belong to any one person. This is our house. This is the Lord's house. It belongs to the Lord of the house. That's who it belongs to. And He has taken each and every one of our lives, and He's brought them together and planted them in the soil of His courts, that's why we flourish. That's why we grow. That's why we have a purpose. That's why it's a joy to meet with one another because our life roots draw up the very life of God. And we become fruitful. Sorry. Fruitful. We become fruitful in His presence. To flourish means to bloom. means to spread out. And expand. It's the opposite to being limited and restricted. To shrinking back in fear and isolation. To flourish means to be fruitful and abundant in God. And that's the picture of your life. That's the description of our life expression as we are 
in this place together. Placed here and protected by God. Now, in any given year, there's going to be occasions that are going to try to uproot us from where God has planted us. But God always protects what he plants. Isn't that great? He really does. But there will be occasions, distractions, and other attractions that try to take us out and uproot us from where God has planted us. I remember one such occasion, and I've said it before, but remember one such occasion, a season in my life, where every Sunday morning, my first waking thought would be, oh no, I can't go to church today. I don't feel like it. Now we can be honest this morning. Has anybody ever been there? Make me feel okay. Make me feel normal. Of course we have. Oh God. I, I, and, and it wasn't because of the church. It wasn't be, certainly wasn't because of anybody here. It was just because of me. I'd wake up, I think, I failed all this week. I don't want to, I, I feel like a hypocrite going down that church singing songs and acting all happy. And it was like the Lord saying, well, you're a hypocrite anyway. I know that. Even on your good days, you're a hypocrite. Just get over it. And, and, but this, this, this kind of went on for months, for months, right? It was really difficult. And then one, one day, a little light bulb came above my head. And I thought, I wonder if I asked the Holy Spirit to help me, would he help me? Of course he would. Jesus said, I send you the helper to help you. <laughs> I've been enduring this for months. I mean, and then I thought, okay, I'll ask the Holy Spirit. So I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, I'm really struggling here. You can see every single Sunday morning, I, I'm struggling to get out of bed. I don't want to go to church, not because there's anything wrong with the church, but just because I, I just feel as if I, I, whenever I go there, I feel bad. And the Holy Spirit said this to me, and it set me free. He said, Dave, keep doing what you know is right, even when it feels wrong. Keep doing what you know is right, even when it feels wrong. I knew to be amongst the people of God was right. I knew to get up out of my bed and, and take the short journey to this place to, to sing God's praises, to listen to God's word was right. Dave, just keep doing what you know is right, even when it feels wrong. Do you know what? I, I did that. And every Sunday morning after, it's, it, I, I would still wake up with those thoughts, I don't want to go to church today, but I'd jump out of bed and I'd say, no, I'm going to keep doing what I know is right, even if it feels wrong. And I promise you, I'd come in through the doors one way, right, downcast, defeated, condemned, feeling as if I was a huge failure, feeling as if I'd messed up, and I'd go out. Well, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not a failure. I'm forgiven. I'm not, a, I'm, I, I'm not part of what I used to be. I'm brand new in you. My life would change. Then another week would come around and my head would hang down because I'd had a hard week. And I'd come back into church and the same would happen. 
and it's been happening ever since hallelujah when we plan to remain planted in the house of the lord that plan will prosper because god protects what he plants amen well we're going to come to a close in a minute oh it's a short one today i mean i'm four hours out what i'm gonna have to make these sermons a bit longer because i've got so much to say i'm only joking oh listen we're gonna pray we're gonna pray we're going to pray just, just before we go. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. John, my father-in-law, always says to me, I hate it when you say an enclosing because you're always another 25 minutes. <laughs> so in closing. Now we're going to keep it short. I'm only going to pray for 20 minutes. No, we're going to keep it short. Hallelujah. We're just going to pray this morning. Do you know your life, our lives, your life is so special to God. The Lord said this to me, and this is where it kind of gets long now because I'm remembering what God. Do you know the Lord said to me this morning, and uh, I try to do this the best I can. When I fail, I ask God to forgive me. But the Lord said to me again this morning, and maybe he said this at the outset of this year, and I'm sure I'll fail at it in some part through the year. But the Lord said this to me. He said, um, he said always speak very carefully and tenderly to those who I bought with my blood. You've been purchased with his blood. You really have. You've been bought with a price. And uh, you're loved very much by God. His eyes are upon you. And anybody that talks to you, especially from this pulpit, must talk to you very tenderly and very respectfully. Remember the Lord saying that to me years ago and a man was coming here to preach and he was going to preach one message that was quite strong. And I told him, what I just said to you in the car, he changed his whole message. Why? Because I tell you now, God will not just have his children spoken to in any old way. He really won't. He loves us very, very much. Lord, we thank you today for your word to us. We just thank you for the, the three points that we've set out. We want our plans to prosper in 2023. And we ask you to help us undergird our plans in life with these points to make our plans prosperous in this next new year. Lord, as we plan to be generous with our lives, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would show us those opportunities where we can lavishly give our life as a generous gift to others. Lord, as we plan to live a life of love, there's going to be relational tension and conflict, but your, your love thrives in adversity. 
Your love thrives in conflict. Your love thrives in, in darkness to bring wholeness and healing and help. Help us to be those people that emanate your love. We plan to live a life of love through 2023. And Lord, finally, as we plan to remain planted in your house, we pray that new things would break out in our church, King's Church, our home. We pray, Lord, that you would raise up leaders to, to, to bring out new dimensions of what you want in this church. We pray for new life to spring out in your people. Just, just new ways to magnify you, new ways to glorify you, new ways to connect and fellowship together and to build our lives as your body, one with another. We pray for that. As we plan to remain planted in 2023, we pray that we would flourish, flourish, and be fresh, and be vibrant in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.